coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Noll, and I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, A Pile of Chickpeas Called Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Sing me the song, you're the piano man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep, keep. Uh, Salary is a dick. Yep. Billy Joel's classic, Salary the Piano Man. Good, good bit. Good opening. So, um, this week, obviously, based on that, we are... We're doing the piano. Yep, we're playing piano this week. We're playing piano. We couldn't think of an idea for a sequel or prequel to Amadeus, so we're just going to play piano for the next 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, who who else could be the piano man? Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Uh, the kid from School of Rock who just wanted to be cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I stopped like I was going to remember that character's name. I don't know. It's uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. That was Vaughn. the character's name. <laughs> so we all know who the piano man is. The piano man is inside of all of us. Yeah. He's in my ear. What, what orifice is he in you? Oh, wow. In my eyes, both of them. Cool. This, we're really not nailing the bits this. this <laughs> no, week. this week. This week is. <laughs> I'm gonna contract someone just to write our opening bits for us. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Like I'll spend thousands of dollars so we are in this like void, like this this cloud of. <laughs> what if we just found a more successful of, podcast and stole their bits? Not even like we. Not even we do their bits. We like cut in the audio of them doing their bits. That'd be great. Like the opening, like introductions to Hello from the Magic Tavern or yeah. other other bits. Nate, you name yeah. a bit. All of a sudden, every podcast I listen to is gone. Yeah, uh, that thing that the thing that Roman Mars does uh, at the beginning of every episode of Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, where he just like unzips his pants, and <laughs> that's we're gonna just do that. And he says, "Let's get to it." <laughs> <laughs> That's our new introduction. We're just going to unzip our pants. Let's Sorry. get to it. Let's get to it. So, Amadeus, uh, everyone knows that we're doing this because last week, Brittany Means, uh, on the back of her very successful Moulin Touge, challenged us to watch the three-hour behemoth that is a highly historically inaccurate, apparently, uh, oh, retelling yeah. of the life and death of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. This is our first fancy movie, guys. It's in the Criterion yeah. Collection. We're we're fr- we're pretty freaking. I think you'll find Small Soldiers was in the Criterion Collection. No way. Yeah, from the classic elite level acting writing. I mean, they came up with a farting monster toy at the beginning. Like that's true. It's basically Marlon Brando. That's true. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you know, s- uh, Space Dad. Yeah, but this this is definitely the 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 fanciest movie we've ever done. Like and for the occasion, uh, but you guys, uh, listeners, you can't see it, but we're both wearing tuxedos right now and wigs, like tall powdered wigs and tall powdered wigs. Let's talk about the powdered wigs, okay? okay. Yeah. This movie made me. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't realize it before, but the powdered wig thing was fucking weird, right? Yeah, I I remember. I'm gonna wear this hair over my hair, and it's I like think... stark white. Yeah, I, what I love is how, like, everybody has these wigs, and it looks like wigs you'd expect, like, very tall ones, very long ones, whatever, and then Mozart has this, like, 
David Bowie cut with like mm-hmm. pink highlights at the base. Yeah, and he's like trying all the different ones on in that like shop at the very beginning. I just like it. The past was fucked up, guys. The present's pretty fucked up too. Yeah, but we're not wearing like stark white wigs everywhere. See, I think that'd be rad. Like I modern mean, fashion with with uh, the old timey wigs. I guess it's not. It's it's. It's not that different from, like, a lot of unneeded things that, like, people wear now, I guess. Pants. Like, pants. And pasties under this shirt I'm wearing right now. What? I said pasties under this shirt under this shirt I'm wearing right now. Yeah. To cover your nipples, Mike. Right. That's Okay. Well, that's what I thought. But, I like, I never guys, I guess, heard them given a name. Guys, Mike doesn't know what pasties are. Oh, no. I'm so ashamed. This is, I can't go on now. I have to, I'm just going to go to my fainting couch and <laughs> play piano. <laughs> so Madison, did you like this movie? Yeah, it was amazing. I, I, I thought it, It's one of those movies that I'm just impressed at the effort they put in to it. Mm-hmm. There's some dancing scenes and large party scenes and orca, like opera scenes that mm-hmm. I'm just like, they paid all these people to be here. They're all in like period piece, like regalia doing these like really awesome, like old operas and classic dances and shit. Like they put a lot of work into it. I I thought it was very, very cool. I love, I love period pieces. As much as you hate powdered wigs, you love period pieces. Yeah. Well, I, I really love biopics, even Mm. though they are some of the least accurate pieces of like retellings of history ever always except for cool runnings the most accurate yeah historical biopic of all time hey feel the rhythm feel Feel the the rhyme rhyme. get on up it's amadeus time yep (laughs) i also really liked it i think that a lot of the reviews i found that i didn't use because they weren't funny did mention that like it's just so long and so little actually kind of happens like it's a lot of the plot to destroy mozart yeah. And, like, you could use maybe, like, two less instances in there of, like, stuff they did. You, you could tell, like, I, d- I don't know what this movie is based on. I mean, it's based on Mozart's life. But yeah, a, There was a play, is what I was understanding. It's based on a stage play. Okay, that makes sense. Well, because it, it seems like the retelling of the Mozart story from Celery's C- eyes, mm-hmm. you know? Because it's, like... He's claiming that he killed Mozart by doing this, but like that's not what actually happened. It's just this man who thinks he killed Mozart or something like that. Because it is famously historically inaccurate, I'm wondering if it's based on a book that Soleri wrote or like his journal entries mm-hmm. or something, or like the embellishing of a theory that he said some point off, sure. at, at, like at some at some point in his life that got recorded down somewhere. I know from like Wikipedia, I was reading just a little bit because I like I had read that it was very historically inaccurate, but I hadn't seen the movie, so yeah. I wanted to just like see kind of what was based on some truth. And I saw that um, apparently Mozart's death has been very like mythologized, and there's like mm-hmm. a lot of different theories. Like he did die of like an illness. Yeah. No one really knows what that illness was, and so like you know, oh, was he? Did they make him sick, or did was he? you know, professionally ruined by jealous rivals, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I, I think Salieri's saying, like, I killed Mozart is maybe more of the fact that, like, he was extraordinarily ill and he kept him up the entire night 
to like dictate this requiem for his own revenge. Yeah, it's maybe more of why he thinks he killed Mozart. Of like, I basically ran him to, into the ground. He's the one who put the idea in his mind. He put requiem in his mind, right? Because mm-hmm. he's the he's the dark figure in the right. robe, and he did things throughout the whole movie like that. Just basically killed his career or killed like like made life dip very difficult for him what i couldn't believe was the four minute long scene of salieri just like taking a dump in mozart's piano i know that was but it, and it was from inside the piano the shot was the camera was from inside the piano you stupid stupid virus protection alert god damn you <sighs> yeah that that was the weird that was the weirdest part when mozart came up to salieri and was like hey you stupid virus protection I'm in the middle of a take, and my computer just very loudly, hey, do you want virus protection? Don't get computers, kids. That was my favorite opera that Mozart did in it. It Don't buy computers, kids? No, it was virus protection, the musical. Give me a couple bars of that. Warning, content on this site might endanger your hard drive. Click here, click here, click here for malware bites. It's like hearing the voice of God. I have a few reviews from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think we might want to go ahead and start warming up the um, Kingdorf sixty nine engine because they're not great. But okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it on. A go 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 go. Great movie. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. So this first one is from Mahmood. Piece of shit. This first one is from Mahmood K. And they gave it five stars. Okay. And their review opens with five question marks, followed by five more question marks, followed by seven question marks, followed by two question marks then five question marks, then five question marks, and then a period. End of review. So it was, what was the numbers again? Five, five, seven, two, five, five. If you arrange those numbers, that's exactly how many notes there were on Mozart's <laughs> Requiem. Well, also, though, it would be, if you take them as like a code and they're letters, the fifth letter is E. So it would be E, E, G, B, E, E. It's music. It's music. What would that sound like? I don't I don't know. Hold on, gang. We're <laughs> going to figure this out for you. Keyboard, piano. I don't know how to play piano though. I don't either. So I'm... What is it again? Uh it is E E G B E E. Wait, no, hold on. Yeah, E E G B E E. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's kind of lovely. So we got not really a joke, but that was kind of pretty. Oh, shit. One of my walls just opened up. (gasps) There's a treasure chest in there. Oh, my God. What's in the treasure chest? (laughs) It's just a bunch of copies of the Dark Tower. Oh, this is you know what this oh is. This God. is Idris's stuff. Yeah, I just realized if you rearrange the letters in Mahmud K, you get Idris Elba. Oh shit! 
Idris. He haunts us. With love. And Dark Tower DVDs. This is the last review I've got. It's from user I don't know what you mean, who mm-hmm. gave this movie a want to see it. Got it. One of the only Mozart films, so there is no reason not to watch it unless you dislike Mozart. I guess so. Yeah, in a review. <laughs> that was their that was their pearl of wisdom. I mean, I don't have strong feelings about Mozart before I watched the movie or Maybe after really. I watched the movie. I think Salieri's kind of a dick. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I was confused by Salieri because at the beginning of the movie he tried to kill himself out of grief for what he or like regret and yeah. guilt. Well, but then I, at the end of the movie he seemed really fucking happy about his life choices. Well, and we can <clears throat> and we can get in this and I guess in the synopsis, but I think he his whole thing is that God has damned him to be mediocre mm-hmm. and that mediocrity is his like legacy. Cause he'll always be outshone by Mozart. Right. No matter what. So I think at the end when he's like blessing people in the insane asylum, because he, he, he deemed himself the patron of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like blessing them as they're going on. Like he's like, Oh, well this is what God has like given me. I is, guess I just this is my power is to be mediocre. It's just weird that like at the beginning of the movie it seemed like it was guilt and regret and then at the end of the movie it was like no nah, man I'm jazzed. See, I don't think it was ever regret that he killed Mozart. I think mm-hmm. it was regret that he was mediocre. Hmm. He he could never outshine Mozart. I mean, I saw this movie over like 2 days mm-hmm. with like a couple days in between, so it's I, and it was the only time I've seen this movie, so I'm no expert on the intricacies of the portrayal on Amadeus, but yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea who Salieri is. I didn't even know he was a person in history until this movie. So, I will say the most of the reviews I found were either this movie's a masterpiece, this movie's too long, I can't stand Mozart's laugh. <laughs> That's what I should have done at the beginning. <laughs> I really thought you were gonna. Um, people being weirdly very angry about the accents. Yeah. About how they basically just let everyone do whatever accent they wanted. Yeah. Which, like, basically. I didn't care. That didn't bother me. Well, the movie has sort of a um, feel about it. Like, it's not supposed to be necessarily, like, the exact portrayal of the people, you know? Right. I think it's been established in just us talking about it that, like, historical accuracy isn't what this movie was going for, I don't think. Oh, like, right. No, I just felt like people were just really like mad about how a lot of people were not using the correct accent. Yeah. And I was just like, why? Yeah. I mean, I think I would rather have an actor who's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I think everyone was stellar in this movie. Sure. Be, be a good actor doing a voice that they're comfortable with than mm-hmm. a good actor trying to do a, imp- like some sort of like impression of a, an accent or something like that. What if they had cast a Jamaican actor as Mozart? I think that would be cool. All right, well, we have our pitch. Uh, yeah. We're just going to remake Amadeus, scene for scene, shot for shot, line for line, but with a Jamaican actor. Yeah. We got the engine warmed up, Madison. What do you say we take the old King Door 69 mobile out for a spin? Some, somehow I think it's going to stall. Maybe it'll be just the, the drive we need to clear our heads to get us into a good pitch. Okay, we should have used all these car puns last week. I'm oh, sorry, two, uh, weeks, two ago weeks ago for, for Speed Racer. Yeah, I was so focused on my very concise and flawless pitch that 
Yeah. All right. So I start this week, right? I think so. Cool. Bloody hell. This movie combines all of my deepest desires in one segment. Period. And I guess we'll dig into that in the body of the review. I do want to say real quick, uh, I'm at this point I have not put any other reviews except for the first one we did is King Dwarf sixty nine. Um, this is for the listener. And at this point, it's pretty obvious to me I'm probably not going to get it back around to it. So you can follow us on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> We're only going to ever have that one review up. But that doesn't mean we stop doing the King Dwarf 69 segment. I yeah. just mean to say this is an announcement that I I may at some point start putting them up again, but I'm probably not going to backlog. Yeah. And if I don't, don't, you know, tune in every week expecting to find the new one there because you may, it, I may have forgotten. Yeah, because everyone's just running to Rotten Tomatoes to be like. <laughs> you know, Madison, you don't speak for our fans. <laughs> oh, shit, is a new post up? Is the, is the king up? Is the king cracking? <laughs> All right, the review. Mm-hmm. Help. Period. End of review. <laughs> Five stars. That was a good one, actually. <laughs> Yeah. help that's cat all caps mm-hmm. exclamation point <laughs> so it's what is this what was it do you remember uh bloody hell this movie contains all of my deepest desires in one segment and then the review is help yep <laughs> apparently he's he can't escape it now, madison i know that you and i have spoken via text message and we both have said that we have very stupid ideas Yes. Like nuggets for this yeah. one. So why don't you go first and share your wisdoms? I didn't do the synopsis. Ah, that's fine. Nah. Okay. If you want to, go ahead. But we also nah. it's... We kind of talked about it a lot. Um, all right. My stupid idea. It's just a very beginning, because he's dead at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. He dies. Mozart's dead, everybody. And is that he's a fucking zombie. Okay. I don't know how he becomes a zombie. Sure. I don't know. I mean, he got put into a mass grave at the very end, and um, it was very sad. So, I think zombie something. But I don't know what time period it could. He could be. He could come back nowadays. Maybe he his brain gets taken and and put into a robot or something. And <laughs> wow, okay. I'm going. I'm just deep in. I'm diving into. All right. Well, then before we, because we may end up doing that. My idea is. Not as, I don't know if it's as rich a vein. I had this idea before I even started watching the movie, and it's just the title. And the title is Mama Deus Mia. No. <laughs> All right, well, you know, you're not supposed to say no in brainstorming. <laughs> um, you're telling me that there, the, the title Mama Deus Mia elicits no emotion in you. Mama Deus, what was it? Mama Deus Mia. Mama Deus Mia, here we go again. See? <laughs> Though we will have to make a musical. Are you prepared to make a musical? That's the only downside to that idea. Because that also occurred to me of like, it'd have to be the works of... Have you seen Mama Mia before? No, I'm vaguely familiar with the premise, which I okay. thought would lend itself to making a very interesting sequel of just barely understanding the source material. Well, Mama Mia is about... Uh... Like, I mean, I guess you said you understand, but it's about a girl who's trying to find out who her father is because there are three guys that her mom slept with at around the same time. So she throws a big party and invites all of them. Yeah. And 
tries to figure it out though like, like i said i and then pierce brosnan sings at the end and it's very awkward oh good well no matter which option we go with i think pierce brosnan needs to sing at the end yeah that's true I, know, I think your zombie one probably has more legs under it. I mean, as like an actual idea. Getting his brain and putting it into a robot is very interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I doubt that. What if we also incorporate that into Mama Deus Mia? Okay. Oh, he has. Um, he's trying to figure out which of these kids is his like descendant because he had a son. Okay. In the movie, and wait, so the, it's a robot that's about like maybe 20 years after the, the events or, of the i mean it could be or it could be like many years later and it's okay. sort of like a one of you is a descendant of mine not like one generation away or two even it could be like many generations and it's like trying to trace the mozart line okay brain blast yeah what if there's an organization it's a government <laughs> entity that is trying to um basically foster the geniuses of the future okay and so they obtain the brains of various historical figures. I'm limited. it. Uh, and uh, they put them in robots. I imagine them sort of like very Fallout brain bots. In like, do you remember those? Maybe. I, I played more. Of the, I played the later Fallouts, so I don't know. It's a, it's a, a robot with a brain in the top of it, and it's like sure. a like it's like a dome at the top, and the brains in there, and then like. It's controlling the rest of the body. So there's multiple historical brains in robots. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to... Like, the government is like, okay, we found your descendants. And we want you to have these sessions with them or something to uh-huh. foster their growth more. Or maybe it's like, they think like, oh, some of these people could be your descendants. But it's got to be you who figures out who is the okay. actual one or these are these people are all your descendants but one of them has like the gene that you had that was sure. tied to your creativity okay okay um and then there's an ape lincoln one who's like <laughs> yeah that's a good point so like, my question then is like what what are the the stakes like because with like the creativity one it feels like that would be a pretty easy test to administer mm-hmm which one of these is like the most gifted conductor or pianist or composer or whatever? Like, yeah, I don't, I think it need to be something that'd be harder for them to just like outright test. Yeah. Well, maybe it's out. It's more like out, like who, which one of these people is the next Mozart? Like maybe all of them are very good at music, mm-hmm. but as far as like his genius and like maybe his personality and like, that's what they're trying to find as well. Like who is the most like okay. the per who's most like the person who would make the same kind of decisions that you would make. All right. So we've got a secret government organization who is <laughs> digging up brilliant dead people, mm-hmm. and putting their brains in robots Yeah, with the goal of fostering the next generation of like geniuses. So we can also, honestly, we can also ditch the dis- finding the descendant line. We don't have to dig in Mama Deus Mia. I just I thought it, with a robot coming back, it could work. But it's if the idea is skewing away from descendants, then maybe it's like um, yeah, maybe it's not descendants, but it, it's like these these people are or these three people are the most likely to become the next like Mozart of our time. Sure. And 
we want your opinion. That's the whole reason why we funded this government brain snatching organization is just to get your opinion on who you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, not just Mozart though, because it's like you said, like yeah. Abraham Lincoln's there, and, and for uh, some reason, and Einstein. Who's the um, person who wrote the War, Art of War? Oh, um, is it Latsu? I think so. Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu. Clutch. <laughs> What nobody else could see was, as I said that, I mimicked throwing a basketball in mouth. Also, somehow mouthed Kobe. And then I acted like I caught the basketball, and then I threw it back to Mike, like, uh, and I, like, faded back. Yeah, we're we're basically just playing fade catch <laughs> with yeah. an invisible ball through the internet. Yeah, but none of us are taking the shot. This... Like, we're, yeah. like... <laughs> we're waiting for Kobe to be open. Yeah. Well, now that... I mean, Madison dunked it then, because when... They found Sun Tzu was the correct. I guess so. Good. Um, all right, Nailing so, it. Yeah, Sun Tzu's there. I don't know George Washington. <laughs> I, I feel like we don't we don't need a huge selection, just like a few for the to fill out the cast. Well, who were some like historical geniuses? Like so, Albert Einstein, um, or prodigies, I guess. Like uh, Einstein, um, Mozart, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Oh, really? Yeah. Pablo Picasso. Pascal. Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's. Yeah. Dave Grohl, the drummer. You know, all the Daves. Yeah. The Dave, the genius Daves. David Cross, David Duchovny, David Schwimmer. Dave Franco. Meet Dave. Of <laughs> <love> Meet Dave. <laughs> you know what's funny? This website I'm clicking on for famous child prodigies through history is mamamia.com. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Accurate Joswell. Anna Paquin. Actually on a list. Really? Yeah, because of acting, because she was very young. Okay. Mary Curie is on this one. Mary Curie. So we have, like, science, um, like, art. Like, we have Pablo Picasso, music, Mo- um, Mozart. Mm-hmm. All right, let's come back to this, maybe as we need other geniuses yeah. for our story. So yeah. they bring, they dig up Mozart, they put his brain that is somehow still viable in a robot. Wait, no, we got to include Tiger Woods because I just looked at his. I mean, he's <laughs> they, not they, dead. They didn't bring it back. He's just there. That's, yeah, sure. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so he's going looking for the next Mozart or he's trying to decide between like three, three contenders, which of them is, it sounds like almost like fucking america's got talent yeah which of these three would be the next mozart what if that's it it's a reality show the reality yeah there's like a reality show and uh, all right so they've, they they bring back three great geniuses to host yeah the reality show it's mozart Pablo Picasso, and tiger woods <laughs> <laughs> no it's sun Tzu. <laughs> Mozart and Tiger, and Tiger Woods. Woods. I love it. I love it. And Tiger Woods is totally the Simon. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question: Does the Mozart robot have the same Mozart laugh, but just like very metallic-y? Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, exactly. It, it's a robot, but it's <laughs> Jesus. All right, we're still back around to like, what's the point of this movie? Like, what is it about? Uh. I think the point of the movie is we should lean into Mozart and his personality. And if this movie is going to be about him, what if he starts having feelings or something for one of the contestants? 
and okay. but it's like a conflict of interest but he's also a robot my immediate thought as you were saying this um was that like it's almost like a role reversal where in his lifetime in the movie mozart wasn't like like only salieri told him he was that good like everybody yeah. else basically told him he was kind of shit yeah that's true and so now it's like i'm back i'm a celebrity and now i'm trying to pick basically a replacement it's kind of a role reversal he's kind of in the salieri position yeah in a way what if the the great descendant of salieri is a uh contestant is her name sally airy i mean i think your last name would have to be salieri <laughs> but it could be sally salieri sally salieri <laughs> i like it sally salieri quite contrary yeah <laughs> she is much like mozart was like sort of a savant mm-hmm. of music and maybe maybe piano in particular it'd have to be because salieri never had kids in the movie, like famously in the movie, he swore off. Like he, he told God he wouldn't like sleep with women. Maybe he had a sister who had yeah, kids. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't want all of the super Amadeus fans coming at us about inconsistencies yeah. Yeah, in yeah. our movie where he comes back as with his brain in a robot. Yeah. Maybe not. A, yeah. Not a uh, a direct descendant like off of his sure. seed. Not not off of his seed, but maybe off of a family seed who has been riding that salary train for more like salary no okay fuck you madison that's what i'm gonna do now i'm just gonna say no whenever yeah that's great <laughs> it's gonna be a really good podcast decision <laughs> so he starts just like having feelings for this contestant or... no i think maybe he maybe since it's so many years later this is so stupid what if it's so many years later he saw the movie amadeus and is like oh shit no (laughs) i don't think Uh, you can have the movie this the there's only like one franchise i know of that put like hey the first movie was a movie in our world too and that was the second human centipede movie oh really yeah apparently in that one the the plot was it's a world in which the first movie was just like a movie and some guy was like I'm going to do that now. Wow. I am so thankful that movie has sequels so no <laughs> one can challenge us to do it. Yeah. It's like a huge weight off my fucking shoulders. All right. My gears are turning. My gears are turning. Yeah. Let's take a second and just. What's the name of this reality show? Because I think maybe it's a reality show basically created because of this concept of bringing past mm-hmm. like things back to life. So like, I think maybe the contestants are all like also like descendants of not necessarily like mozart gotcha, picasso gotcha. and tiger okay. woods but sure. like but they're also all descendants of like famous like geniuses and like historical figures that of whatever their talent is descendants i'm just i'm just muttering things that can be used for a pun or a descendants got play. talent uh, that's not bad <laughs> so you think you can descendants <laughs> there's genes there's talent ancestor I think that each season of the show, they use different geniuses, though. Yeah. Like, that's because that way then we can work in, like, some of the other ones that we thought of, like, Abraham Lincoln robot is, like, just around. Yeah. Um, now I'm just trying to make puns. Oh, God. Ge- uh, there's something maybe with genius and genes. Yeah. Genius or gene-no. <laughs> okay, that's that's a placeholder. Hold on. <laughs> genius or gene-no. I had something. Oh, what was that? So you think you can prodigy? No. <laughs> See, it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. I think Gene Yes or Gene No is the name of it. I think maybe just Gene Yes, but like they'll say like Gene No or whatever in the 
Oh, because oh, Gene Yes flows better as like the title of a thing. It's, it's Gene Yes with a question mark. Yeah, Gene okay. Yes. Gene Yes. Okay, so in this reality show, Gene Yes. Gene Yes. Mm-hmm. These uh, various descendants of famous historical figures are competing to show off their talent to these mm-hmm. historical judges. P- Pablo Picasso, Mozart, and Tiger, Tiger Woods. Woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which, again, cannot stress enough, Tiger Woods is not a robot. It's no, just not. Tiger Woods. It, it is just Tiger Woods. And at first, what if Mozart's like, oh, Salieri? Because like, he died thinking Salieri was his friend, you know? Mm-hmm. So when Sally Salieri is here, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I have to be unbiased because I'm like a judge, but uh-huh. like, I'm rooting for you. And then um, maybe somewhere in the movie, he finds out about the, what Salieri did to him. Like he finally mm-hmm. finds out because of yeah whatever like that. history, like. Yeah, or the, that priest that, I guess that's confessional. It doesn't matter. It, the priest descendant. <laughs> uh, God. Um, or I guess in, in, I mean, if we need a reason, I'm betting Salieri fucking told everybody he could what he did. Yeah. Because I mean, he didn't do anything illegal technically. Yeah. What if Sally's mom or grandmother is mm-hmm. like when she sees that Mozart is like a con- like one of the judges this season? Mm-hmm. Um, she like becomes very worried, and she tell sally about the sword history because maybe sally like didn't know about it sure like that sounds good and she's like i'm really worried like what if he knows it's like well as far as he knows that sally was like one of his closest friends despite everything but then maybe she's the one who like spills the beans eventually oh sure so it's a uh, a romance then like it's a love story sure i mean set in a reality show with robots yeah Okay, no, I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to figure out where our handholds are for this. Like, what the, that's a weird way to phrase it, but. Yeah. Just trying to get my hands on the handlebars of this motorcycle. Okay. This is uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to do the love story thing, uh-huh. it has to be organic, right? So, right, yeah. So, maybe he's not like a brain dome like a brain dome like robot maybe he's like an actual android or something like that uh-huh. that looks basically like mozart did so we cut out the brain thing entirely not not like the i think it's a brain in a like robot oh yeah yeah, but, yeah sure but it doesn't look like a like dome brain what if genius is a show where the three judges or whatever mm-hmm. take on like an apprentice or whatever like they each take a contestant to train them and that's how we get the love story of mozart and sally salieri one of the best names we've ever come up with training together like he's teaching her for the contest and so then they have to spend all this time together and etc 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 and mozart isn't a judge but he's a coach yeah he's her coach so we can have other historical figures yeah. be like Tiger the Woods is still a judge. Tiger like, Woods I, is still a judge. I won't give judge. up on that. Yeah. So Picasso, Sun Tzu, and Mozart yeah. are the coaches. Yeah. And Tiger Woods. <laughs> I'm still laughing at Sally Salieri. What yeah. a great name. The other ones should be like alive prodigies, I think. Like the judges should be. 
Oh, the judges should all be alive? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it's I still... I still... I love the idea of all these two, like, robot... With, like, brains inside robots of these, like, historical prodigies, and then also the live Tiger Woods. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, we could find other ones then. Like, what if it's, like, I don't know, Bruce Lee, or... I don't know if Einstein, ever... Bruce Lee, and Tiger Woods. Einstein, Bruce Lee, and Tiger Woods. So, are the judges. But... But Einstein and Bruce Lee don't get like the fancy android like bodies; they just okay. get the dome bodies. So, and, but Einstein's does have like the mustache. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and they don't get along at all. And they like, do. That's not get we're gonna along. play that for for jokes. Is that Bruce Lee and Einstein do not get along? I think Einstein is the Howie Mandel of the show, and <laughs> okay. uh, Tiger Woods I mean, is the Simon. Right. And, and then Bruce Lee is yeah the other judges. Yeah, all of them together. All of them. So we have the love story, but what's the other? Because, you know, like mm-hmm. Moulin Rouge, for example, to quote a recent precedent, there was like a second thing also going on. Yeah. Or like a second layer that it wasn't just these two people fall in love. And So what's the layer beyond the fact that he's the brain of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart put into a robot to coach Sally Salieri in a genius contest? Where eventually he finds out that Salieri, like, tanked his like life basically yeah what if the albert einstein and bruce lee robots get jealous of the android robots and try to like rebel (laughs) and try to kill the the sun tzu uh picasso robots and the mozart robot jesus Um, fucking christ madison Mike, tell me right now if you were brought back to life in the future to host this podcast show and I was put into an android body, but you had to be in a fucking dome body suit with just like a brain without the same capabilities of a human, you wouldn't be pissed. Oh, I would be. I, I, I'm not like, you, you have a point. I'm, and I'm not like, it's just, it's so much. And... <laughs> What if it's not the B plot, but it's the C plot? Maybe, yeah. I think something I mean, has like, to break bad with this whole show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, That's... I agree. I'm just, I'm trying to, like... So, like, it, the, we, we opened the movie with Mozart being, like, woken up, right? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I can see that. Like, this guy's been here for, like, three months, and he's got the, one of the good bodies? Yeah. Okay, I can dig that. I think that that works as, like, a... Maybe when they actually get to the contest, this, like, breaks bad... Mm-hmm. And they don't even have the contest anymore. But by this point, maybe we don't care. I don't know. Yeah. Like I... What if they do sort of like, what if at one point in the movie after, so maybe they, they start to fall in love, blah, 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 blah. I don't know what that stuff is about. Mm-hmm. But after it breaks bad and Mozart finds out that Salieri was like the person who like mm. destroyed his life. They're supposed to have, like, every contestant gets to have, like, a um, a duo, like, sort of, like, duet with, like, the coach. Mm-hmm. And so they have two pianos, like, up, and then uh, they're, like, supposed to be playing sort of, like, a duet, like, sort of dueling pianos thing. Mm-hmm. But it gets, like, way fucking heated, like, <laughs> musically. And... They all try to like they each try to one up each other like by doing like different melodies and shit back and forth. Okay, uh, so 
they just play it out and then they're good. Is they play it out, but maybe in the middle of this, as it gets gets getting heated, the Bruce Lee and the Einstein bots, like they're hatching their plan and mm-hmm. stuff starts going to like shit. Maybe they find the other brains in the back lot or something <laughs> and they put them in like robot bodies and they're starting to rebel and like starting to like take humans hostage and there's like fire and like er- like there's like explosions and yeah. shit. But we're seeing the piano. Like this is—is is this all like in the background as we're seeing the piano? Yeah, yeah. The like emotional they're, character they're, stuff. They're, they're too. They're like Sally and Mozart are like in it. Like they're just like not even paying attention to everything right. else, and okay. they're having this like intense piano duel back and forth. And gotcha. Hmm. I don't know what some good songs they could like throw back and forth are, but yeah, I've not. I've never really. I don't know much piano. I mean, the piano man. So. I still, I don't know, I feel like there needs to be one more thing for during, like, the love story. And it can be, like, a very vague, like, we, we just touch on it mm-hmm. in, in our in this part of our pitch or whatever. But, like, I feel like just the, like, oh, it's a love story until they get to this place and then he finds out about this. Mm-hmm. And then they have this piano <laughs> duel while basically the robots <laughs> try to take over the <laughs> world. <laughs> we need something there in the middle for, dirt, like, the love story that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it more than just it's a love story. Okay. I don't know if maybe like Mozart, like maybe Picasso also has a robot body. And he bets, he and Mozart make a bet that if Picasso's pupil wins, then he gets Mozart's cool android body. Okay. And like, but I guess I don't know why he'd make that bet. It almost have to be like a trade. Uh, my, my idea is that in. Because it's Salieri's, you know, descendant somewhat. Mm-hmm. And Salieri will, like, really believed in him and tried to help him at the end. It's like, no, I'm going to do what I can for Sally, Salieri. And then, like, when when he finds out, it's like, like, I put a lot of shit on the line for you. Yeah. And it turns out that everything I thought was a lie. Maybe it's not a love story. Maybe it's just, like, a really, like, apprentice master story. And, like, I don't know if, like, the love story has to be there necessarily maybe it's just like i trusted you like i am trying to bring on i'm trying to pass on my legacy to you you know like and it seems just like such a betrayal it's like oh you could never be my like or like you could never be my apprentice apprentice uh replacement you could never you never could carry on my my like legacy i like that i think that's good um i think then at at the climax of the piano battle they actually without like without meaning to start playing the exact same notes in music at the exact same time. It's they're not like in tandem. It's not mm-hmm. rehearsed or whatever. It's like they're both channeling the same, and that's where Mozart's like, "Oh no, you you are worthy of being like my successor." Yeah, because you're thinking the exact same way I am right now. Like, yeah. So I'm imagining like this whole chaos scene going on mm-hmm. behind them as like the robots are taking over, and or like I. I Imagine, like, maybe the military's there, too, and there's, like, this huge battle going on or some shit. Or, like, maybe security <laughs> is happening. Like, I like the idea that we're, like, circling, like, a pan. Like, yeah. like, the camera is circling, and every time it circles around, we see, like, in the audience more scenes. Like, like the scene has changed a little bit. So, at one point, yeah, like, there are, like, armies, like, soldiers crouched behind someone that sees firing on robots. Yeah. I have this idea. So, what if, and granted, I don't actually know music like mm-hmm. I don't know what Requiem is. Like I know it's like an orchestra piece and shit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. There's got to be piano in it somewhere, right? So maybe, maybe. I have I no know. idea. But what if she starts doing like I don't know if it's 
because you talked about that 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 same like song that they're doing mm-hmm. i don't know if that's the same song that they do at the same time and it's like like and that's how they like have that moment together or mm. she starts doing requiem to fuck with him you know because Ooh. it was his like downfall in the movie okay i i have i think i have a way to tie this together then like yeah. both our ideas because obviously they're also probably like ta- like taunting each other over the pianos like with words mm-hmm. and stuff so what if she starts playing requiem and he at first he's like shook by it and then he's like you know what i can prove that i'm that you're not me i'm gonna finish it right now yeah and then she's like yeah well so will i and they end up playing the exact same notes That's like cool. the idea being that mozart is the only person who could finish mozart's Re- like people have written endings for mozart's requiem yeah but it's not like the ending, obviously. So Mozart's like, I'm going to write the ending right now. And she's like, yeah, well, so am I. And they play the exact same notes. And it's like, well, shit, only I could have, like, I thought only I would be able to come up with this sequence. But here we are, Sally Salieri. That's great. I love that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think this, I think the student-teacher angle makes it better. I don't know. I, just, I still feel like there's something there in the middle to be done. But maybe, like, Mozart tries to get, like, help. Not help from the judges, but, like is getting kind of stiff armed and it's getting reluctance for the aid that like they're supposed to get from the show because he got one of the neat Android bodies. Yeah. And that means that then leads Mozart to like have to put a little bit more on the line to help to get Sally the help. So then when, when it breaks bad, it it's like, I put, I, I, you know, did a lot of shit to try to help you get this done. That could work. I, I I like, it's kind of fun seeing, if he was the only one who got one of the koi android bodies because mm-hmm. he also becomes this like like in the first movie this sort of like symbol of jealousy for oh, like yeah. the I other people it. i love it you yeah. know and that's like, what i mean that's why i'm using the the yeah. judges as salieri and the director mm-hmm. or whatever those the other guys who are in the yeah the other italian mean girls yeah i think we did it i think we did it like it's kind of like very spotty and like disjointed but i think I think maybe, like, what's happening with, like, the robot rebellion, mm-hmm. um, if we wanted, like, an ending, mm-hmm. like, I think it could be pretty tragic or something, so it's, like, okay, like, I think this show's already on notice because they have, like, robot bodies, like, like or whatever, like, like <laughs> they have robot, like, geniuses and brains, and the government's, like, this could break bad very easily we're gonna shut you if it goes bad even just a little bit we're gonna shut you down so as soon as this starts happening like the studio execs like pull the plug it's like yeah just come in like fucking stop them they're gonna kill everybody and uh maybe they do some sort of like emp like bomb so it like destroys the like uh, the innards of the robots including uh-huh. mozart, mozart at the very end which I kind of like that idea. Maybe we don't have an ending, like the like Requiem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe it doesn't have an ending, but after the MP, EMP goes off, everything goes quiet, and then it just like everyone's like looking around, and it cuts to black, like the end of the Sopranos. <laughs> so Madison, all that's left is to name it. Amade dot us. See, I was thinking also like I had, when I thought of Mama Deus Mia, I was like, I wonder if there's other like joke names that come with like that and i came with like amadeus ex mahina and my thought at first was like, like like ex mahina the um, yeah the robot movie but also yeah. deus ex mahina is a different thing entirely yeah I, mean, I guess it's god in the machine 
Mm-hmm. Amadeus Ex Machina. Amadeus Ex Machina is really great. All right. There you go. The, the official sequel, Amadeus Ex Machina. We did it. Hey. Somehow. We did something. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel as bad about some of the like the middle bits being a little more like hand wavy because I've yeah. I've said before my to me I think with with a movie like oh it's like a student teacher thing unless we have some really really weird character angle I guess like I don't know Mozart as a robot but yeah. I mean like a very specific reason why we should dig into like this interactions just saying like going through the bullet points of the idea. Yeah is enough because otherwise we're going to sit here and talk about like all the scenes of a student and teacher interaction. True. And that's going to end up being boring for everyone. Yeah. If we did it, that's credits on another episode of the equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other places. Podcasts are found. By searching The Equalizers. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers where we try to post a teaser for each week's episode. And woof, I don't even want to begin to think about this week's. We do have, as I mentioned earlier, we have Rotten Tomatoes, King Dwarf, one word, 69. Uh, special thanks on our theme song, Rock Thing. Go to Creo. You can find their work at www.creo-music.com. Uh, it'd be cool if you gave us a review and subscribe. Also, just like, you know, tell a friend about us. Vouch for us with a friend. Right. The equalizers on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And while you're like out and about d- during your day, just sneak it in people's pockets that one piece of paper you have to sneak it in and then back out yeah we don't have enough money for business cards yet so you guys guys. are it man yeah gang you gotta you gotta step up a little bit here you want us to succeed right fuck just put a little effort in give us like five percent thank please god yeah give at least five percent like madison does yeah exactly so next week we're branching out a little bit uh I'm going to be pitching an idea for a movie and it is simultaneously going to seem very off brand and very on brand for me. It is of course the classic James McAvoy, Christina Ricci classic Penelope. Yeah. So make sure to tune in for, uh, it's gang. I've got a lot of my notes done and it is pretty wild. So for the equalizers, I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs>